Okay, it's on now. And and of course, I've now completely lost. Um, hello, hello. Test, test. Okay, jump back. Um, I'm, I, I see you there. There you are. Oh, you're looking, uh, looking fine there. Great, I'm there. Okay, great. We're recording. Three, All right. two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Cody and Constable Underground. I am Cody Willard, and uh, I'm reporting live from Alto, New Mexico today. Where are you, Simon? I am live from Brooklyn. Good to see you again, Cody. It's great to be here, and uh, great to see you, Simon. Let's jump right in. Everything, uh, the big headline, frankly, for the last four or five days, and again today, Greece, the Greek default, uh, what's going on with the Germans and Greece and the EU? Are we going to get some sort of resolution? You Should we be panicking? What's the no, story? No, 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 no. We should not be panicking at all. I remind everybody, Greece is uh, in a terrible state, and I, I really feel for the Greek people. But on the world economy stage, it is a small entity. It is less than the size of Missouri's economy. It is less than 2% of the size of the U.S. economy. So well, okay, it is let me negligible. Ask you, I, I saw an, an argument today on Scudify where someone was saying that... Uh, why do we? Why are people being sympathetic with the Greek people? The Greek people are getting have a 50, 50 year old retirement age. They have these incredible social benefits, and that they are actually uh, the ones taking, not suffering. Well, you can see it that way. The other thing is, is that in some ways, and I exaggerate only a little bit, but but it is a little bit of an exaggeration. I think they've been loan sharked. As a, as a country, I think they've been loan sharked. Um, the, the, the banks have loan sharked them and then said, okay, uh, we've racked on the interest. We know you can't pay. You've got to suffer now. Pay us. Pay the man. Pay yeah. the man. Pay the man. And, and that's, that just seems rough. You know, yeah, I, the, 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 when you think about this in some historical context and you go back to World War I and World War II even, just within the last century, that Germany was so aggressive uh, military, in a military manner um, what is part of this warlike? Is this now the 21st century kind of wars that we see fought between developed nations where it's all economic and financial and political, not actually with tanks and bombs and guns? Well, what, one of my relatives summed it up very, very beautifully. He said the, the Greeks managed to see off the Germans in the Second World War with, with some help from the, uh, the, the Brits and the French and the Americans. And now the Germans are back with clipboards. Um, and may, maybe that's the way. I mean, you know, the, the national... It's not, it, clipboards or uh, more modern, uh, an iPad. <laughs> yeah, maybe an iPad. But clipboards so, seems to sum it, sum it up. But yeah, an, an iPad. But look, it, the, the problem is, is that uh, the, the European nations are very different from each other in the way that they do they do things. Uh, you know, the Brits are different from the Germans, different from the French, uh, and we love each other and we um, and we dislike each other. Uh, but you know, I don't think we all want to go to war. And I think that the Greeks and the Germans are very very different from each other. One is Northern European, one is Mediterranean. Different way of life, different way of doing things. And I don't think uh, we can overlook the fact that the uh, the Greeks have been loan sharked. Okay, and you said we. 
we don't always get along, etc. Do you consider your, still consider yourself a Brit, a, an American, both? What are well, you? Well, I'm, I'm a naturalized American, which makes me uh, a real New Yorker. Half the city here is uh, was born overseas. Uh, you know, half the city in New York is born overseas, and the other half is from somewhere else. So that's a real New Yorker. So in that sense, I'm very much an American. I like the brashness. I mean, it's it's a it's a city where everybody works really hard, and I love that about New York. It, it's fantastic. It's frenetic. It's great. Sometimes it gets on top of me. But I'm still, in many ways, a European as well. And, um, you know, and, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that and having that sort of, it, maybe it's a bit of schizophrenia. You know, I, I love the French and I was heartbroken. The Charlie Hebdo attack was just awful. I mean, you know, if anyone's going to have a, you know, get, fall out with the French, it's got to be the English, right? I mean, it's not going to be anyone else. We certainly don't want to kill them. Um, that, that was all subtle, dry humor there. Uh, Simon, <laughs> you wrote an article t uh, this week for thestreet.com um, talking about the Obama Trade Pact, uh, if you, that's yeah. what you want to call it. I don't like to use the word the, Obama and Bush and as a label for a bill because well, they the both are just serving the same masters. Talk about this bill and, yeah. and set, it, set, the, set the stage for this next topic. Okay, it's the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, it's rather like the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade thing, but it's going to be extended and it'll extend to Pacific Rim countries, certain big ones. The really biggest one is Japan third largest economy in the world, and a massive manufacturing powerhouse. They and China is not included in this package at all. In, in fact, in some ways, people expect that this is sort of a, uh, a strategic economic move uh, against China by the United States, trying to stop, check some of the power that China's economic might is, is enabling to grow. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it's seen. I'm not sure that it's going to come out that way because there's a lot of uncertainties in the package. But basically, to begin with, that's the way it's going to be seen. Now, I managed to find a, a Federal Reserve working paper, which was published last month, um, and an earlier version was published in uh, earlier in the year. And basically, it said that the trade with China from 2000 to 2007, had cost 1 million manufacturing jobs in the U.S. during that period. Now, overall, they said it had been good. The trade with um, with uh, China had been very good. But the problem is... is well, that, as always, it depends on who you're talking it's been good for. You, it, well, it wasn't I don't good know if you had a factory job at the beginning. And and, not and it's right. It's not good for the general blue-collar factory worker who's yeah. seen a huge wage compression over time as we've had jobs in these factories shipped overseas to another to China. Yeah. Now, the the entire bill itself, the way I look at this stuff, is it's just another Republican-Democrat regime, corporatist, yeah. lobbyist bill. This has nothing to do with anybody here in Ruidoso or very few people there in Brooklyn. Some people down on Wall Street, I'm sure, will benefit tremendously from this stuff. But... It doesn't look like it's going to pass. Is that because labor has finally actually coalesced? No, They've no, got, no, no, no. You've no. seen a lot of labor fighting this bill. Is I, this? Uh, I think. I think what what this comes down to, and I was talking with my friend John Bachelor about this, is the the issue is that Obama has tried to get this passed, and he, he hasn't really been 
very close to his Democratic colleagues in Congress, i.e. in the Senate and in the House. And you need some uh, congeniality. It needs to go both ways. And I think that basically is the issue it has now. Oh, so, so he hasn't held enough hands and served enough coffee back room and it has nothing to do with the actual economics ethics of this bill? That's what I, I you're telling me? That's that's what I think it comes down to. Remember, it a lot. You know as well as I do. A lot of things come down to personalities. I know as well as you do. We better stop voting for Republican Democrat people because both parties are completely corrupted and have to have their little hands held back door, they or do they're not going to vote for your little bill, which is only written by a bunch of corporate lobbyists anyway. And and you know, and I write in the column actually that's who's going to benefit from this most is the big. Manufacturing companies, actually Apple will benefit from this hugely, which I know you, you, you like Apple a lot, but probably not for, I'm an for the investor lobby. in Apple, but I'm sick to death of how much yeah. corporate welfare we shareholders of Apple continue to get by yeah. Apple not paying its fair share of taxes, recognizing some of the re revenues overseas where they get favorable tax rates. And this is nonsense. You know what? I'm paying for your bridges, for your roads, for your police, for your military. I My businesses are paying their fair share of the taxes, and we're not finding loot poles and foreign entities to run my revenues through. Apple and everybody else, pay your darn taxes and quit lobbying for more quote-unquote trade bills with Japan and everywhere else. I th I Build think your own factories, Tesla. Well, we know uh, we, we know they're listening, so uh, I'm sure they'll they'll take that to the heart, Tim Cook especially, but also help uh, GE and, and General Motors and places like that. But anyway, yes, that's what's, um, you know, muddling along. I actually think eventually it gets through and that's it. That's I just think so, that happens. Does Simon? I used to. I was driven crazy most of the time when we'd open up the TV show on Fox, and it we'd be running through like the most random, esoteric, worthless data point from the uh, Ref Federal Reserve's economic re data book or something mm. of the day. And every once in a while, you know, you do have employment numbers and things like that, but. What are people supposed to do with this stuff? Greece, the trade bill, Apple benefiting. It's all nonsense. It's all noise. What are we supposed to take away from this today, Simon? I, I think basically brush it, brush it aside. I don't think any of this changes the trajectory we are on. We're still in growth. It is slow growth. This isn't back to the 90s. This isn't back to the Clinton era. So slow growth continuing to go ahead. And if you invest in solid companies that know how to return money to shareholders, then that is part of the key and grow their businesses, then you will do well in the stock market. And, you know, you're investing in some companies that are further, uh, you know, d d at the beginning of their, you know, their when you lifetime. say. When you say slow growth, you're talking about the United States economy in general. Corporate earnings are growing yes. much faster than the corporate than the general economy in large part because yeah. the Republican Democrat regime and the Federal Reserve and the banking policies are all set to maximize corporate profits and corporate profit growth. But you know, one of the things, and, and in some sense, whether it's three percent or five percent or ten percent growth, on the point being that there's. 15 to 20 trillion dollars that's flowing around in our economy every yep. year and growth is aside 
you've got to figure out how to get your bucket in front of the areas that have the most amount of money flowing and growing. And that's why, I, as you know, I've talked about the app revolution forever. Yeah. I'm an investor in a lot of app companies. I own uh, and help run some of those app companies from uh, Future Messaging App, F-U-T-R. Everybody go check it out. You can actually set schedule when your messages get delivered to someone, yeah. to Scudify. This stuff is high growth. There are sectors of the economy that are exploding in valuation, that are exploding in revenue growth and in opportunity. I saw someone today on YouTube that it, just randomly, I was Googling some drone stuff, some videos I had actually uploaded, and the guy said, drone uh, law from the, quote, drone lawyer. And he was branding himself as the drone lawyer. Get into get in front of the drones. Get in front of the drone revolution, the app revolution, whether you're an attorney, a banker, or a podcast guy. Getting in front of growth areas makes you an expert, gets you in front. There are no experts in drone law yet. You can become the drone lawyer. Well, I, if I knew anything about the law. The only thing I know about the law is that I, I'm not in trouble with it right now, which is good. And uh, let's, let's leave it on that note, which is a high note, uh, that neither of us are in trouble with the law. This is good. I'm Simon Castle, live from Brooklyn, and you are... It's Cody Willard from Alto, New Mexico. This is Cody and Constable Underground, the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Great. Great. Hey, I think that was our best episode by far. Yeah, let me um, find the button to turn this off. How do I turn this off? Tell me you did record it. It's just the big record button. Um, yeah, it's the big record button. Um, I forgot to record it at all. At all. I meant to do it as a backup. There we go. Turn call. Um.